Hello, everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? Today, we got something special for you. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at DFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. Send in questions or comments to us at DFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. And be sure to visit our website, fromthesidelinespod.home.blog, to read our latest articles and keep up to date with episodes. And here with us today, I have a little bit of a Kentucky sports legend, a little bit along with us, uh, co-host of Kentucky Sports Radio and all-time steals leader at Kentucky Wesleyan, (laughs) Ryan Lemon, has joined our call. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for joining us. Noah Tyree. I go way back with you. I mean, way back. I started working with your dad in radio when you were like two, three years old. I mean, you were a baby when your dad on Sunday morning sports talk in like 2003. When were you born? What year were you born? 99. I was born in 99. Okay. So, yeah, this is like maybe 2002, 2003, because you were really little when he and I started doing radio together. So, I... I've, I've known little Noah Tyree a long time. <laughs> little Noah Tyree. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought you were going to this down. Now, you, uh, you had the pleasure of working with my dad on Horsemen, didn't you, when they were around? Yeah, we started doing Sunday morning sports talk on WLAP together. Uh, and he, you know, he was the host, and I was his co-host. And really, we had a really good following. I think our show really started being popular. And then when the Lexington Horsemen came along, they invited Jim and I to be their radio team. Jim, your dad, did play-by-play, and I was the color guy. And we traveled with the horsemen on a bus to all these piss-ass little towns across the country. <laughs> and we came back in at like, you know, 5, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning after these games, and we loved it. It was, it was a lot of fun, and your dad was actually really good at it. I mean, that's, I think, his best thing, and what he does is play-by-play. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I've had the pleasure. I got the pleasure of watching you two do it live action there. And it was something to watch. I loved it. <laughs> I'm sure you loved it when they won the championship then, too. Got yourself a fancy little ring working with them. <laughs> the Lexington were a lot of fun. It was happening in the summer when there was nothing else to do in Lexington. And it was entertaining. It was a lot of fun. It was just so expensive to rent Rupp Arena. They couldn't afford to keep the franchise going. Basically, they, but then we had nowhere else to play. So I think that's the main reason why it folded. And I, I, I hated to see it go. I, we all, I love the. Yeah, horses. I wish I, they were still around. Yeah, we Dude, need something like that again. Amen. I totally agree. I wish we still had something like that. Absolutely. So, uh, is that kind of what got you started in the radio TV business, or what got you started originally? Yeah was working at channel 18 i was the sports anchor at channel 18 and uh and really it was noah's dad jim that invited me to come started doing the sunday morning radio show that's how i really got into radio and because you know i was i was doing tv monday through friday so i started doing the radio show on sunday morning Uh, we did the horseman games and so then when i got out of tv when i left channel 18 there was a lot of radio opportunities for me uh, I was kind of filling in on a lot of local radio shows on the evening show. I think Noah's dad, Jim, was doing the evening show on WLAP by that time, the 6 o'clock uh, show. Uh, Dick Gabriel took over that show. So I was just the, the fill-in guy. I was the guy in the bullpen. I'm just filling in on all these shows. And then 
Matt Jones came along with Kentucky Sports Radio and asked me to fill in on a couple shows with him. And he and I just hit it off, man. We just, the chemistry was there. We, it just worked. And so I went from a fill-in guy to a part-time guy to a full-time guy in just a matter of two or three months with Kentucky Sports wow. Radio. They were on in a station in Louisville only. And then when they came on in Lexington, that's about the time I joined them full-time. And it just exploded. It just it just took off from there. So oh, yeah, that's definitely. Why I think Kentucky Sports Radio kind of took off. And it's right when I joined them, uh, jumped into radio. And that's I've been doing that now since 2011. So eight years doing Kentucky Sports Radio. Yeah, that's, that's got to be awesome. I mean, it's had such a huge impact on Kentucky. But nationally, too, it's got to be like the biggest college sports radio in the nation. And it's incredible to see. And I love every bit of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, on TV, you have to, you know, you have to take a shower every day. You have to dress nice every day. In radio, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Look at Noah. Noah hasn't shaved in a month. So that's what I love. I don't have to dress up. I don't have to wear pants for crying out loud. Nobody sees you. So that's why radio is so good. Yeah. And then. The radio, our radio shows from 10 to 12. In TV, at Channel 18, I was working till midnight every night. You know, that's what's kind of really stunk for me that I started to hate was the schedule, working till midnight every night. I never saw my kids. I never, you know, I come home and they're in bed. They got to go to school the next day. So I, that's why I really I got out of TV was to just be more of a dad. Radio allows me to do that. You know what I mean? I can still go to all their games and all their practices and all that stuff because radio is kind of in the morning radio show I, I was about to say i saw somewhere online where you at one point you were working for wlx or wlex 47 days straight is that what i read correctly yeah i think that's when uh, mary joe Prino left channel 18 and the search process for her, her replacement took forever and i worked 47 days in a row and i had kids you know i man, and really that was during the summer when my boys were playing baseball, so I would like take my dinner break, go to the ballpark, watch them play, even coach. I was coaching at the time, my son, and then come back and do the late news that night. It was it was ridiculous, and I realized I, I got to do something else. So it was maybe another two years later, I finally decided I got to I got to I got to do something else. But radio at Kentucky Sports Radio, it's kind of branched out where now we got to do the UK pregame shows for football and for basketball. You know, that never would have happened if the success of Kentucky Sports Radio hadn't taken off. So it's really opened a lot of doors. A lot of endorsements have come along because of the success of the show. You know, Sleep Outfitters, Dan Cummins, you know, all this stuff that has fallen in our lap just because the show has been successful. So I, I'm very thankful for Jim Tyree for allowing me to join in Sunday morning sports talk way back when. All right, yeah, so. so leading into the TV, um, Matt Jones recently started Hey Kentucky a few years ago, and uh, you've been on it a few times recently. Um, what's that been like, uh, kind of that TV setting as compared to like the radio show? That's a good t story. When he first started Hey Kentucky, I was not allowed to be on it at all right. because I am technically an employee of iHeartMedia. And iHeartMedia's TV partner is WKYT. And so that's why me, Shannon the Dude, Tony Vanetti, Terry Miners, all those guys were never on Hey Kentucky because we were employees of iHeartMedia. And WKYT was basically blocking us 
from being on a TV show that was on WLAX. Finally, you know, Matt's a very persuasive guy. Uh, He's yeah. an attorney. He's a debater, is what I say all the time. <laughs> so he finally, finally arguing and arguing and arguing with the iHeart people. And he finally convinced them, said, hey, look, you can keep Shannon the dude. You can keep Tony Vanetti. You can keep Terry Miners. You can keep the whole iHeart building. Just give me Ryan. He goes, I need Ryan. So when we go on the road with our radio show, I can have him to do the TV show with. You know, we do our trips to follow Kentucky. He goes, I can do the TV show with Ryan. You got to give me him. And it, they finally caved. And so that's why just since last September, and I like it. It's only an hour. I only go to the Channel 18, my old stomping grounds, once a week for an hour. I don't have to write any scripts. I don't have to edit any highlights. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I see the topics we're going to talk about. Go in, record the show. Out of there. That's all I have to do. So it's a lot better. And I don't have to stay till midnight. I don't have to put up with Alan Cutler. I don't have to smell Alan Cutler. I mean, it's something better. <laughs> That's where I met my wife. That's where we met. Her desk and my desk were right beside each other in the newsroom. And that's where we actually met working there. So I can't say too many things about it. That's perfect. That's, that's, you can't ask for something better than that. You can't. She flirted with me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> flirted with me all the time. So she finally got me, reeled me in. Yeah. Is she, she going to get mad at you for saying that on live air? <laughs> but it's, okay. it's facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> well, uh, I will say this. I've been listening to KSR for the past decade. Um, and I can easily say that you're one of my favorite members on there. And I'm not just saying that because because you're on here with us. But you're kind of just that funny, goofy guy on the show that everyone makes fun of. So can you tell us a little bit how, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, but how you became kind of the clown of the show and that how you embraced kind of that role? I mean, that's a good question. And I always just say it's like, I, I say the show, when we turn the mics on, it's like we're all just sitting around a table, drinking a beer. You know, we're all just laughing, goofing on each other, ripping on each other, trying to have a good time. And I, I don't care if they're ripping on me because I'm going to rip on them. And I understand my role. I understand Matt's the host. And I understand as the co-host, I got to be able to, to take it because of the success of the show. I mean, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, I, I'm totally okay with it because the success of the show has shown that it works, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm the old guy. I'm the only guy who's married. I'm the only guy who has kids. I mean, I'm pretty secure in my life. I mean, I don't need, you know, like I said, I got a wife and kids and I'm, I'm a realtor. That's my, my main job is really as a realtor. The radio show is actually my second job in life, to be honest. So, you know, I'm pretty secure in my life and, and where it's headed and, and where I'm going. And I can't believe the way the show has taken off. So I said, you know, Johnny Carson had Ed McMahon, you know, Howard Stern's got Baba Booey. You know, I'm the dumbass, doofy sidekick, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and the ratings continue to be high, and we're all happy, and we're having a good time. By all means, let's go. And that's why it's not even considered work. It's a job, but it's not work. You're just having fun. Yeah, exactly. 
That's a great way to put it. It's not. It's not work. I enjoy going every day. And I look forward to going tomorrow because Matt's back tomorrow for the first time after three weeks. And I look forward to going in and doing the show again with him and telling great stories and laughing and having a good time. Because you said you're right. It is not work. It's just guys sitting around drinking, having a beer, talking about life. Speaking of Matt, I'm sure your all's relationship is unlike any other. Can you elaborate on like how good of a friendship you have with Matt? Because it's something not many co-hosts can have. Well, we really we're like brothers. We fight. And I mean, we 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 really have fights. But when the fights are over, we're like, dude, I'm sorry. It's over. Forget it. Let's move on. And we do. We we forget about it. And there's no hard feelings. And we move on. Drew and Matt and Shannon and I, we are. We're, we're like brothers. We have disagreements. We fight sometimes. But we don't hold grudges. And I think that's the great thing about it. It's it's. It's amazing how we've been able to get along. It's a good chemistry. It's a good mix. We all have four very distinct personalities. Matt's the, the alpha dog, control freak. I'm the, the goofy, older, I'm the older brother, uncle, easygoing, nothing get, bothers me type of guy. You know, Drew is the younger brother, mischievous. And then there's <laughs> Janet, who's like, shit guy. You know, <laughs> but yet we all very much hit perfectly. And it just, it just, I hope it comes across on the air that way because it, it, it works. Oh yeah, it definitely works. Definitely works. Uh, I've got, I've got a question for you though. On our last interview, I asked Mackenzie can this, but um, you guys travel a lot. And I wanted to know if you were on a long road trip, all right. And you had to stop at a gas station, what's your go-to gas station snack? There is only one snack and one snack only I get on every road trip. Keep in mind, KSR, we go on a lot of road trips. We, we drove to Los Angeles. We've driven to Las Vegas. We've driven to New York and went up through Canada to get to New York last December. And there is only one and only one road trip road snack. Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong with anything, Little Debbie. Oh, yeah. I Last time I took a whole box. I just brought a box of Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. That, that is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of road trips, I'd like to ask you about the Hey Kentucky episode of the carpool karaoke, pretty much. <laughs> of you going to Nashville with everybody. I just, <laughs> can you give us any behind the scenes or what that was like? Because you all singing I Want It That Way was comedic gold. <laughs> yeah. Matt doesn't like to fly. So whenever we go on the road, we drive. So that's kind of become our thing. We, we drive on these road trips. So they thought it'd be funny. They went to Kia, I think Kia on Nicholasville, and got the oldest, trashiest car they could find on the lot and brought it in. Here's a little backstory. Nobody knows. I'll tell you guys. It was a stick shift. Now, Matt, is, Matt drives 99.9% .9 on the road. Nobody drives but Matt. He's such a control freak. He can't drive a stick. <laughs> oh. Chris Tomlin can't drive a stick. Nobody could drive a stick shift but me. So that's why in that promo, in that commercial, I'm driving. I'm the only guy that could drive a stick. So I think it, that made it even funnier. Just get in the car, take off, and just start, just start talking. Like, they, Well, first they said, do stuff you normally do on a road trip. Well, you don't want that because that's <laughs> – Matt listening to Conway Twitty and all this boring country. <laughs> <music>. <laughs> so, 
that's, you know, that's boring. So we just thought, okay, let's have some fun. And that's why we just did I Want It That Way. And I worked on my math on my eights. And we just drove around New Circle Road and tried to have some fun with it. Those guys at Channel 18 edited that. They're the ones that pulled that off and made that funny. It wasn't us. It was the guys that put that together that made that funny. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, recently you participated in the Pup for Prison. And for the listeners that don't know what that concept is, um, Ryan was given the opportunity to shoot five five-feet putts and win um, $1,000 for charity for every make or spend two nights in jail at KS Bar and Grill for every one he missed. And uh, as you, of course, can guess, uh, he went 0 for 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it gave him the nice opportunity to raise a tremendous amount of money for some special charities. Uh, so if you do want to speak about kind of that opportunity and how, what that experience was like. I have still not watched the video of the Putt for Prison, and I will never watch the video <laughs> for Putt for Prison. Horrible. After the first two kind of lipped out, that putter felt like it weighed 50 pounds. I mean, I'm not kidding you. My, my hands, I can't even explain how heavy all of a sudden that putter was. It was horrible. So, yes, I missed all five, had to spend 10 days in jail. So Matt figured out, okay, look, it was going to be a fundraiser for charity. Nobody knew that from the beginning, but that's why we were going to try to raise money for charity. We said, okay, let's try to raise some money from the listeners and see if we can raise $2,500 for one day release. $5,000 be two days, $7,500 three days, $10,000 get you out four days early. That was the max I could get out was four days early. We were hoping, hoping to raise $10,000. We got that in like two hours. Like I think three hours, we already had $10,000. Well, that's, that's great. We ended up raising, I think, like $36,000, maybe $37,000 uh, while I was in jail. I mean, people were coming to the restaurant, and, and I had a bucket in my jail cell. People were just dropping in fives, tens, twenties, hundreds. Guys were dropping in $100 bills in our bucket. It was, it totally just blew me away how generous people were. So we're going to give that money to three different charities. CASA, which is a foster parent organization that helped us adopt our three boys. Uh, the Epilepsy Foundation of Lexington, Kentucky. And then uh, Scorer International, which is uh, Keith Madison, the former UK baseball coach, takes baseball equipment to the Dominican and helps teach baseball to kids in the Dominican. We're going to split it up between those three and give it to them. So so even though our stupid stunt embarrassed me and I had to spend six nights in KS Bar Jail, we ended up raising a lot of money. And you've said that on KSR before, that that's, that's one of the reasons why Kentucky fans are the best and most generous people. Like, we're all just one big family. And I also like that the money you donated to the charities were, you know, like something personal to you and Matt and all the guys. So it was, it was really nice of you all to do that. So We thank you for your time done. Thank you. Yeah. Time served was not easy, but it was worth every second of it. And I don't ever want to do it again. Those first couple nights were rough staying in there in that restaurant, but it was, it was worth it to raise all the money. Absolutely. So how did you get to go to the bathroom? That's, all, that's what I want to know. I mean, I wasn't truly locked in the jail cell. <laughs> I could get out any time I wanted because I, I had a fire marshal guy basically contacted me, and he said, 
you can't be locked in that jail cell. You realize that's a fire code violation if they lock you in that cell in the restaurant. He said, make sure they don't lock you up or we're going to come down and give you a code violation. So I was never truly locked in the jail uh-huh, where I could yeah. get out and yeah. go to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. One day I left and came here to my house to shower. After the lunch rush, I got an hour rec time to come here to my house and shower and change clothes and then go back for the dinner rush every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to move on to a couple questions about uh, regarding Kentucky basketball and all their players. Um, PJ Tyler got drafted in the lottery. Keldon went to the Spurs. Uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on, I guess, who you think out of those three guys who you see having the best NBA career and having the biggest impact for their respective teams. Well, uh, you know, we talked about this today. I did did the Sunday morning show today, the old Jim Tyree show today. And as, as crazy as it sounds, you know, they all three ended up in almost perfect situations with the teams that drafted them. I mean, they could not have probably have written out a better script for each one of them. You know, they're all in a perfect team to be with. Uh, even, you know, even with Tyler to be with Charlotte, you know, they've got Malik Monk, but they're not happy with Malik Monk. Tyler's actually on the heat. Yeah, I'm sorry. Heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tyler. PJ with the Heat, PJ with Charlotte, Tyler with the Heat. It's been a long. <laughs> they're not happy. The Charlotte fans are not happy with PJ taking him, and they're not. They were like the guy I did the radio show with. He said they've got nothing but people calling and complaining that they took PJ Washington, and they're mad about it. But you know, I told the guy, I said, I mean, PJ's a guy that you're never going to have to worry about because he's going to come every single game, and you're never going to have to worry about what you're going to get from him. You know, he's going to come in, work his butt off every single game. You know, he played hurt his freshman year. He played most of the second half of the season with a broken finger on his hand. Nobody even knew it. You know, he played March Madness with a broken bone on his foot and couldn't tell by the way he played. He's super tough. He said, you're never going to have to worry about that. He said, if you need a bucket in the low post, you can go down there. He's going to get it for you. Need somebody to go out and get a three-pointer? He's going to get it from you. You're not going to have to worry about what you're going to get from him. I said, and with Tyler with the heat, man, he be he. He developed into a great player, college player. You know, I don't think anybody thought that he was going to come and be a one-and-done guy when he got here. And look, he was a horrible defender when the season started. And yet, when we played Wofford, what was that dude's name? Fletcher McGee from Wofford? Yeah. And we put Tyler Hero on him to guard him. So I think NBA general managers saw that. And Kelvin, to be with San Antonio, I mean, I know he's the 29th, but to be with Popovich and to be in an organization like that that could take their time with him and develop him and would be a good coach, I mean, maybe a perfect situation, I think, for all three of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, if you're going to slide anywhere in the draft, I would want to go to Greg Popovich's team, especially yeah. if you're a guard and the way they develop guards and they have. I would absolutely hope to go there. Yeah, I heard Cal Perry said that yesterday at the father-daughter camp. He goes, you remember when I told everybody – that when Bam Adebayo slid to uh, Miami, I said, you just wait. That's a great thing. He slid to Miami. That's the perfect team for him. They can, they need him. That's a perfect spot. And look what's happened. He goes, that's the same thing for Keldon. He slid. 
everybody's mad he slid, but it may be the perfect thing he slid to the Spurs. They, they can develop him the way he should be developed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, did Josh lag out in his? Yeah, he said he, said he like, got disconnected or something. Okay. And station wife, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't imagine them to have bad Wi-Fi. It's such a nice neighborhood. It's horrible. I think it's because there's so many people out here. They don't have the, I don't know, the signal strength to handle everybody. Well, I guess we'll move on to the Kentucky team this upcoming year. Uh, new players like Tyrese Maxey and Khalil Whitney, Keon Brooks, and then EJ's decision to return. Uh, just kind of elaborate on what you kind of expect from the Kentucky basketball team next year. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, I think they are really going to be really good. I mean, they're too deep, but every position now, I mean, loaded at guard, Maxey, Hagens, quickly. Uh, what's the dude, the, the shooter? Now I'm drawing a blank on his name. They've got the funny name. John, uh, Johnny Juzang. Juzang. So you got, you're loaded at guard. And then with the other guys, Whitney, Brooks, uh, you know, EJ, Nick Richards, I mean, Sestina, I mean, we're, we're loaded. This, this team is so much better than last year's team. I was never really super excited about last year's team, to be honest. But this year's team, I think, is loaded. This is a Final Four caliber team, to be honest. I mean, I know everybody talks about our guards, but I think Whitney and Brooks are studs. And you just rotate EJ and Nick. I mean, I, I think EJ takes a huge step forward. I know he's going to play Nick Richards a lot, but I think still EJ takes a huge step forward. I think a lot of the lineup may be EJ, Brooks, Whitney, Maxie, and Hagen. And you know, Juzang and, and quickly on the bench, I bet they go small a lot. That's you took the question right out of my mouth. <laughs> I was about to say what, so, what, where do you see them going with? But also, I can ask: uh, Do you see EJ performing well enough to a point where he can go into the draft this year and actually stay in it, or do you see him maybe being three years into Kentucky? Yeah, I, I think he takes a huge step forward next year. He's a first-round draft pick. I mean, I think we saw that in his development towards the end of the year. I mean, he's. He, he does a lot of things I think that NBA scouts really like. And I, I think he's he's a good – even though he didn't show it a lot, he is a really good shooter. Uh, I think he's just going to – guy's going to get better and better. He's one of those guys that, like we took – we saw a big jump from P.J. from last year to this year. I think we see a big jump from him next year. And I, I want to see that jump from Nick Richards. I just don't think we're going to get it. I think we've seen about all we're going to see from Nick yeah. Richards. I just don't see his ceiling being a whole lot higher than what we've already seen. But I think the ceiling's much higher yet for EJ. I really do. Make sure Drew doesn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. He's still president of the junior Nick Richards fan club, and I keep telling him, well, you might as well get ready for the senior Nick Richards fan club because he ain't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, out of all the people that you've met doing KSR and everything else, um, who have you been the most starstruck over? Wow. That's a good question. And please take your mind from all the way back in back when you were doing coverage for Rick Patino's cats and Tubby Smith's cats, even Gillespie's cats if you want. But <laughs> I know one of my one of my best moments ever is when uh, the PJ Championship uh, 
came to Valhalla that first time in what was that, 2001, 2002. And we were there for uh, the practice round. And all the media was set up after the 18th green to talk to Tiger Woods. And so, of course, where they thought the news conference was going to be, that's where all the big wigs were, ESPN and CNN and Fox Sports and all the big people were up way, like they had a kind of a, a tunnel of media that led up to this area where the big dogs were. And that's where they thought it was going to go. Well, Tiger Woods actually came off the 18th green and stopped at the end of the tunnel and looked right at me like I'm ready. And I got like two or three questions in basically a one-on-one with Tiger Woods, just me and him. And that was like my, my best moment. Cause everybody else is breaking down their cameras off their tripod and <laughs> running to where we were, where Tiger was giving his interview. I was going to walk through the tunnel and go up to this other area. And he just basically stopped right there and just bam, bam, bam. You know? So I was, it was happening too fast to be starstruck. But after the moment I was like, then I was starstruck, you know, right then at the moment and you're just caught up in the moment. I'm like trying to ask him a bunch of questions as fast as I can. So then, you know, yeah. that's when like everybody else is coming up to me, like the ESPN guys, like, hey, can I get a copy of that? CNN got, hey, can I get a copy of that and all that stuff? So, oh, yeah, you know, definitely. You go to the Final Four, you know, you get to see a lot of guys and meet a lot of guys. I'm trying to think, or has anybody else been starstruck? Well, you know, I got to meet Darius Rucker. That I was very starstruck. Oh, at that don't get him started on Darius Rucker. <laughs> three times. I met Darius Rucker three times. So, major starstruck when I've met him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we got to go into the White House. We did a show in the White House last year. That was unbelievable. And Summer Sanders basically let us take a tour of the White House while we were there. That's just insane. That just doesn't happen. Uh, it's easy to say you've lived quite a life just from the radio shows and all this. I, I'm I'm quite jealous, to say the least. I don't know how it happens sometimes, man. I mean, I really don't. We're just... We're just a bunch of stupid radio guys in Kentucky. The craziest situation. It just blows my mind sometimes. All right. Well, since your good friend Matt Jones returns to KSR tomorrow, uh, he said that regarding his decision to run for Senate, uh, that he would have one made by the time his, uh, his vacation was over. So now I would like to welcome on his competitor for the Senate race, Mitch McConnell, take it away. Oh, oh I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, I want to just say that that little wimpy ass Mark Jones better bring it if he's going to run against me. I'll kick his scrawny Middlesbrough ass straight back up on the mountain. His king <laughs> played tennis. Who plays tennis in high school for crying out loud? Bring it. <laughs> And that was Senator Mitch McConnell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is comedy gold, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I think Mitch is salivating, hoping Matt runs, because I think they're ready, locked, loaded, and ready to go. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I appreciate it. I know it's not as entertaining as Mackenzie Cam probably was talking about her Anderson County basketball days. Well... Uh, 
I will personally like to thank you, Ryan, for coming on. You, This has been an absolute pleasure. We owe you a lot for this. And if there's anything we could ever do for you, we do it. I appreciate it a lot, personally, too, especially for me. I've known you my whole life, and this means the world to me, so thank you. You and your dad, your mom, I, I, I owe you guys a lot, and I'm proud of you, and you just need to go home and shave, and then yeah. take care of yourself. <laughs> I got it. I got you. Well, I listen to you every day, so it's, it's really awesome to have you come on here with us. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Maybe we'll do it again uh, after, after a little while, maybe after the football season. And uh, we'll, so hopefully we'll have another good football year. And you guys call me. I'll be glad to do it again with you guys. All right? Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Noted. Thank you very much. Now that we're hitting the dog days of summer, what's one way to get involved in daily fantasy sports? Play baseball on draft. Draft is a unique fantasy experience where you can draft your lineup against your competitors every day. Wait, so if my lineup was garbage one day, I can just get a whole new one the next day? Yep. Just draft a new one. Please be sure to use our promo code FTSPOD when you sign up for Draft to receive $3 in a free entry. I'll make sure to what? take you down in Draft. Well, speaking of baseball, Devin, have you ever wanted to go to an MLB game? Oh, I, I, I do. I do want to go this summer. Well, buddy, let me tell you. SeatGeek, it's the way to go. You download the app, you go find your ticket, and on the ticket, there's a picture of your seat. And there also happens to be a rating from 1 to 10 being good or bad based on that seat. So how could you go wrong? Just click the green ones and you're good. So if you want to go to an MLB game, get your ticket on SeatGeek. Go use our promo code FTSPOD and you'll be enjoying life at an MLB game. And that concludes another episode of the From the Sidelines podcast. Again, a very special thanks to Ryan Lemon for coming on and doing an interview with us. We appreciated the time and content. Please be sure to follow us at the FTS pod on Instagram and Twitter and leave us any emails or questions to the FTS pod at gmail.com. Bye. Have a great time. Bye. Have a great time.